Hello to you, it's Rob Harris here. And Alex Means, hello. And we have just discussed that we think this is episode five of season two. We think it is. Yeah, it's been that long that we've actually lost track. We've been on holiday quite a lot, so... (laughs) (laughs) We're very rarely in this country anymore, (laughs) which makes us sound a lot more showbiz than we actually are. Because it's got nothing to do with showbiz. No, No. well, no, it did the last time you went away, which we need to discuss, obviously. Oh, that's true, yes. But uh, in the meantime, welcome. This week, take a chill pill. Bond withdraws. Cinders comes to Soho. Upstart Crow comes to the stage. McAvoy grows a humongous nose. And we talk about the over 10 shows we've seen since we last spoke. Well, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is, it's quite amusing. But you have seen something fantastic. I have. So, yeah, I saw something brilliant. Yeah, that's okay. That counts for all 10 that you've seen. It, <laughs> I, don't, I think it's more than 10, actually. Just to blow my own trumpet a bit more. Anyway, we should say cheers because it's been a while. Oh, yes, please. This season's serving is... It didn't clink. That was shit, Sorry, that it? was my fingers. Oh. No. <laughs> That's really bad. No. What is... <laughs> also, can I just say something? It's real glass. It's not plastic, I promise. What about if we do the bottom? <laughs> anyway, we're drinking water. It's <laughs> mm. One thing I don't think we've mentioned is the name of this podcast. <laughs> oh, it's the stage door. Welcome to the stage door with, with Robin Al. And near the dog. And near the dog is in the bedroom with us. Uh, again, of course, we don't record in the bedroom, of course. We've got a very posh studio. We do. Yes. Air conditioning. It's beautiful you know. in here. Should we just remind everybody what we do here? Yeah, you remind me because I've forgotten. Yeah. Well, we're not a review. What do we do? <laughs> we talk about the latest shows at the West End and in Broadway, some that we've seen, but we're not a review. We're more a we're more we a round pod- up what's going on. Yes, exactly. And we look at maybe a little bit of news, a bit yeah. of gossip yeah. that we obviously don't participate in. Um Basically and- it saves you scrolling through lots of web pages yeah. or the Today Ticks app or the TKTS app to see what's on because all you need is this one stop shop and we will uh, we hope tell you what the <laughs> I was going to be really rude then. What the hell is going on in the West End and a little bit on Broadway? There we Should go. We get on with That's it because it's quite a long oh, one anyway, isn't it? We've I'm had six so weeks. Sorry. It's going to be about two hours this one, so bear with us. Yeah. So let's go straight to some news that has just literally dropped in. It's worth saying we're recording this on the 30th of September. Um, be more chill. We spoke a lot about this show when it was on Broadway. Well, I think about a year ago, you actually said, oh, you've got to listen to this. I've just listened to this new musical and the music is great. Yeah, the music was brilliant. It's called Be More Chill. Um, it did really well on board. It didn't last all that long. However, it is coming to the UK and is premiering at the Other Palace in 2020. So it features what was a Tony nominated score by someone called Joe Iconis. Uh, It follows a teen who takes a pill to become more popular. It became a huge cult sensation following millions of plays online after initial production in 2015. It ran on Broadway earlier this year. Uh, This new staging is going to be directed by Stephen Brackett. Casting yet to be announced. It's going to be running at the Other Palace from the 12th of February to the 3rd of May 2020. And also a film adaptation is also currently underway. Um, tickets are going on sale in early October. So for a show that didn't last very long on Broadway, it's not doing too badly, is it? It's transferring over yeah. here and it's going to be a film. 
And um, it wasn't, didn't the first, the music came out, it was streamed, first that's of right. all, wasn't it? And that's how it's grown in popularity. Yeah. 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 So good luck for that. Um, yeah. So uh, early October, next month. Well, it's only a few days away. <laughs> Tomorrow. That's a bit that's scary. That's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So keep an eye on the Other Palace website for how to book. Bond has withdrawn. Not 007. Samantha Bond sadly sadly has withdrawn from the upcoming production of Vassa at the Almeida. Um, the show is about to open, but due to the cast change, it will cancel its first two previews, which is this week on the 5th and the 7th of October. Uh, she's actually dropped out of the show following medical advice after a back injury, and Siobhan Redmond from Exit the King is going to be taking over her part. The remainder of the cast will be composed of Alexandra Dowling, Arthur Hughes, Daniela Isaacs and Amber James, amongst others, and Vassa will be running until the 23rd of November uh, get well soon Samantha Bond uh, casting do you know has... I've got one of her shirts this isn't a lie what yeah it's random and it sounds like I was talking about I wasn't uh, one of my ex-boyfriends there are many uh, was working with her on a film and she didn't want the costume that she'd been wearing on this film so he brought a couple of items home and said do you want to wear them I thought you'd look really nice in this I was like yeah so I washed it, wore it. It's now in the bin. I think it went to Oxfam a few years ago. But interesting fact for everybody there. <laughs> There's something about that that's a bit freaky. Oh, is there? Don't you think? Maybe I mean, it's not me. like I've, I didn't like bury my head in a wardrobe and <laughs> bring out a shirt and go, oh, Samantha Bonds, I want to wear it. It's just, was that him being yeah, with? Yeah, okay. It's a yeah. bit freaky. But anyway, so why throw it away though? That you could. Well, gone... I think I got too fat and I grew out of it. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, right, <laughs> casting's been announced for the new revival of Sandy Wilson's The Boyfriend at the Mini A Chocolate Factory. When I first read this, I was a bit like, oh, really? Why? Another because it's old been done show time of year. Coming back. Nah, nah, nah. Anyway, what Janie, you change your mind? Janie D from Follies will play Madame Du Bonnet. It could be Bonnet. Du Bonnet. <laughs> du Bonnet. Alongside Tiffany Graves from The Wild Party as Hortense. Amara Okareki, who was in Oklahoma as Polly. Adrian Edmondson as Lord Brockhurst. And Izzy Van Randwick from A Little Night Music. Also going to be starring uh, Dylan Mason, who... Uh, sorry, Jack Butterworth, who was in Hamilton as Bobby Van Heusen. Uh, the 1953 musical is a love letter to the 1920s, set in a finishing school in the south of France, where forbidden boyfriends are forever popping through the French windows to sing and dance. If only that were true in real life. Uh, that would make things a lot easier for you, wouldn't it? Oh, Al? yes, it would. No more uh, dating apps. Oh, my God. Just a ra randomly men popping their heads through Hiya. windows, singing and dancing. Come on in, baby. Uh, the show was adapted into a film in 1971 starring Twiggy, and it won two Golden Globes. Did you know that? I didn't, actually, no. no. It's going to have a lengthy run, so it says here, from the 22nd of November to the 7th of March 2020, with an official opening night on the 3rd of December. It has been announced that the West End production of Everybody's Talking About Jamie is going to be holding open auditions in a search for its new leading man. Very exciting. Um, the auditions are going to take place in Sheffield at the Crucible Theatre on the 8th of October, so this weekend, and subsequently at the Apollo Theatre in London on the 10th of October. Recalls will be held the following week. 
Auditionees are expected to have strong vocal skills, appropriate stamina, and a playing age of 16. Aspiring performers should prepare 16 bars of opening number, Don't Even Know It, and be available from December of this year to September 2020. Further details are available on the Jamie website. That's exciting. Isn't it? Wasn't that how the new Joseph was found? I think you... Yeah, so uh, doing a lot of these open auditions now, which is great, which is, uh, I think... Yeah, really good. You're the one with the acting background. Is it good? I think so, yeah. I mean, as long as the right person is cast for the part, it doesn't necessarily matter where they've come from. No. It does kind of negate the thousands and thousands of pounds that we all spend on going to drama school, but that's (laughs) not the point. (laughs) But hey, welcome to all. Yeah. Um, Soho Cinders is running at the Charing Cross Theatre from the 24th of October to the 21st of December. Really good show, this. Um, If you want to have a little sneak listen, you can already get the um, music for this. Have a little search on iTunes or Spotify, whatever you use. Stars and Drew and Elliot Davis's musical reimagines the classic Cinderella story. Had its world premiere at the Soho Theatre in 2012, starring Jenna Russell and Raj Gattak. It follows student Robbie, who becomes romantically involved with a mayoral candidate. Casting and further creatives are to be announced. Have you been to the Charing Cross Theatre? Yes. And what's it like? Smelly and small. Oh. But it's okay. <laughs> I was just reading reviews of uh, from the show that finished this weekend, Queen of the Mist, and it sounded like it was all really, it was a very nice little venue, and I was just reading about it, not being there, so I wondered your thoughts, because I knew you would have been. Well, I've been a couple of times. I think the last thing I saw there was Titanic the Musical, which is ironic, because it's a small theatre <laughs> yes. for a huge show, uh, but it was done very well, and I guess the benefits of having a small theatre is, one, it's intimate, and two, I think you can feel more inclusive with the audience can't you you can sort of surround as titanic did you know the actors came out into the audience and stuff so it depends how you use it but it's that it's like um waterloo the vaults yeah you can't escape the london damp under the arches yeah there there is a stale smell yeah even though the productions might be fabulous yes yeah okay thank you you're welcome well, if you like a little bit of Jennifer Saunders, and come on, who doesn't? Um, tickets are now on sale for Noel Coward's Blythe Spirit, which she is going to be starring in. The show opens next March the 5th and runs at the Duke of York's Theatre for five weeks. She is playing an eccentric clairvoyant who conjures up a dead man's wife with farcical consequences. Now, tickets on the Love Theatre website were from £23 and 30 pennies. Bargain. Bargain. Now, following the sellout, critically acclaimed run at the Almeida theatre robert ikes the doctor has been announced to transfer in april 2020 tickets for the show starring the olivier award-winning juliette stevenson are available what is the doctor about i hear you ask what is the doctor about it's loosely adapted from uh, arthur schnitzler's professor bernardi but amplified by robert ike where's this from (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, no, but it's good. What it's it's he's changed it completely. So from the original, he in he's having women and black actors play roles that were originally occupied by men and white actors. Ah. So that's so it's switched it up a little bit. Plus Juliet Stevens is in it, and then the new play takes a close look at medical ethics and whether political identity has a place in the field of medicine. Anyway, wow. there we well, go. you should you should have read that because you wrote that bit. But no, that's that sounds really interesting. There's a whole thing, isn't there, at the moment of changing old plays or classic plays and swapping Making things them around more, more, yeah. which is like the right thing to do yeah. yeah take note many a eh? the boyfriend uh, unless the boyfriend is a girlfriend in the, sh- oh, in the new show go. see what I did there oh look switch it up switch it up yeah why don't you do the next one you wrote this one as well shall I yeah okay upstart crow 
Ben Elton, um, he's going to be bringing his fabulous BBC sitcom to the stage. Um, it's going to be on at the Gielgud Theatre from next February all the way through until April the 25th, starring David Mitchell from obviously the one and only Peep Show. And he's once more donning the bald wig and bardish coddling pouch in, <laughs> in his iconic characterization of Will Shakespeare and Gemma Whelan from Game of Thrones as a sweet and fragrant Kate. So that's going to be running next year if you like a little bit of David Mitchell. And in fact, Upstart Crow, my sister's a massive fan of that. I actually have never seen it, but it looks quite funny. Yeah, I think I flicked through when it was on and that was about it. Now, the first production shots have been released for the limited Trafalgar studio round of a day in the death of Joe Egg. So get online and have a little sneak preview. Uh, the production started exactly two weeks after the tragic death of its playwright, Joe Nichols, at the age of 92 on 7th of September 2019 this year. The Trafalgar Studios run marks the first posthumous production of uh, the masterwork. Tickets for the limited run are selling quickly, so book now. Now, you're a bit of a fan of the musical Six, aren't you? Yeah, great show. Yeah. Um, Amy Atkinson's final performance is about to become reality on the 13th of October, so you've only got a few days left to see her. Coming straight from the musical's social media channels, the news broke last week that Amy will be stepping down from the role of Catherine Howard, which she originated almost two years ago. Taking over from the role um, as Catherine Howard will be Six's very own spectacular understudy, Vicky Mansa. Vicky will be in the role of Howard up until the 15th of December this year. And uh, whilst Vicky is in alternate roles for the... Um, alternate for the roles of Anne Boleyn and Anne of Cleves she's actually played all six of the queens so there we go so she's a, the right woman to step into the role yeah definitely did you did a did you have a standout queen in six <laughs> <laughs> what I've met many standout queens but in six because um, I don't know Amy Atkinson but I heard that this was quite a big deal so I thought right let's get it in yeah I, they were all brilliant so no I don't think I could sing, single one out okay I was looking on Todaytix and they've still got some bargain ticket prices for it so I think I'm going to try and get along yeah you should Yeah, it's a brilliant show really short but it whacks you in the face in a Euro pop style it's really really cool um, and of course opens on Broadway soon now, full casting's been announced for the new musical The Green Fairy, which has its UK premiere at the Union Theatre. Appearing in the show will be Julie Atherton, Harry F. Brown, Georgina Hellier and Emma Kinney, amongst lots of others. Also starring Emma Whitaker. actually. If you're a big musicals fan, you'll know. Set in a pub, the show follows Jo, who sees her daughter Wendy sing for the first time and is thrown back into the past where she reflects on her life with her ex-girlfriend and ex-husband. Opens in previews on the 30th of October and runs until the 23rd of November. So a short run, uh, but something different and original. Now, for all you Chekhov lovers out there, Uncle Vanya is going to be running at the Harold Pinter Theatre next year. Following the venue's Pinter at the Pinter season, um, it's now slowly beginning to assemble their lineup for 2019-2020. Can't even say it, 2020, my goodness. And a new Uncle Vanya is officially on the books as part of their programme. Connor McPherson is behind the writing for the new adaptation, and it's going to be starring Toby Jones and Richard Armitage. Uncle Vanya set at the end of the 19th century in the Russian countryside, where Vanya and his niece Sonia have bent over backwards to manage the estate of Professor Sarah Bryakov, Sonia's father and Vanya's former brother-in-law. But soon the professor returns to the estate with his glamorous wife, Yelena, who has feelings for Dr. Azdrov. I can feel it all becoming mm. a little bit like a few tentacles. Mm. Anyways, two excellent actors, Toby Jones and Richard Armitage, coming to the stage uh, January next year. 
James McAvoy is returning to the West End in an inventive new adaptation of Serrano de Bergerac by Martin Crimp, with direction by Jamie Lloyd. Dun, dun, dun. Fierce with a pen and notorious in combat, Serrano almost has it all. If only he could win the heart of his true love. There's just one big problem. He has a nose as huge as his heart. Aww. Aww. It's at the Playhouse Theatre from the 27th of November to the 29th of February. You can book your tickets today on Love Theatre from £37.50. It's suitable for ages 12 plus because it contains lots of swearing and full-on nudity. A bit of a nudity. James McAvoy in the nudity. Mm. Oh, it's baby blush. Uh, A Taste of Honey is going to be transferring to the West End following its upcoming tour, it has now been announced. Jodie Prenger is to star as Helen in the transfer with Gemma Dobson as Joe, Jerome Stokes as Jimmy, Stuart Thompson as Geoffrey. The production just opened at the Lowry in Salford and is due to head on a UK tour to Edinburgh, Canterbury, Richmond, Belfast, Leicester, Bath, Wolverhampton and Norwich ahead of the transfer. Bijan Shabani's production for the National Theatre was first produced at the Littleton in 2014. A Taste of Honey is going to be running at the Trafalgar Studios from the 5th of December to the 29th of February. Now, we were talking about open auditions a little earlier. Well, graduate Sun Tutty has been announced as the West End's Dear Evan Hansen following those long lines of open auditions. He's a 21-year-old, recently graduated from Italia Conti. The show opens in November and is now booking until April 2020. We wish him the best of luck. Do you know what? I'm going to take back what I said earlier about the open auditions and spending loads of money because obviously it opens the doors to those performers who don't have agents and that's a really good thing. Yes, very true. So you uh, think he's gone into this without an agent, or do you think he's gone into this and then thought, "Oh, I know, I'll get an agent." Oh, he could, he could have done either. Who knows? I will. Let's research him, Sam Tutty, and see whether he's got an agent or not. I don't know. Mm. But it gives you, it gives you the opening. Whereas before, in the old days, you had to have an agent kind of for these doors to open for you. Mm. Interesting. Anyway. I hadn't thought of that. Blah blah. And finally, <laughs> no, genuinely, I'm interested. Doesn't sound that interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, I am. I am. We're moving on. The nominees for the 2019 UK Theatre Awards have now been announced, with the results um, announced next month, actually not next month, it's tomorrow, on Sunday the 27th of October. So, should we do this bit by bit together? Yeah, let's have a very quick roundup. Yeah, yeah, we just wanted to give you a bit of a rundown of some of the awards that are going to be chosen. So, um, Best New Play, the nominees are Life of Pi, a Sheffield Theatre's production, Ulster American, a Traverse Theatre Company production, and The Watsons by Laura Wade, a Chichester Festival Theatre production. We're going to be talking more about that later. Best Play Revival, Death of a Salesman, uh, Equus and Plenty. That was also a Chichester Festival Theatre production. Um, Best Performance in a Play, Faye Castelo for The Audience, Hiran Abaisakara for Life of Pi, Kudzai Sitima for Princess and the Hustler, and Mark Gatiss for The Madness of King George III. Best Musical Production, interesting choices here. Standing at the Sky's Edge, uh, that was a Sheffield production, um, Sheffield Theatre production. The Colour Purple and West Side Story as well. And Best Performance in a Musical, this is exciting. Audrey Brisson for Amelie the Musical at the Watermill. Jenna Russell mm, mm. for a controversial musical at the Bridges of Madison County at the Menier Chocolate Factory. And Rebecca Traherne for Sweet Charity and Nottingham Playhouse production. 
well, I don't, I don't want to sound cruel about that because yes, I might have bitched about the bridges of Madison County being one of the worst things I've ever seen. However, the only thing that saved it was Jenna Russell's performance. Yes, and I do remember you saying yeah. that. Yeah, so, so that's okay. A deserved nomination, I think. And there was another award that I thought was quite interesting. So obviously, on top of all of these, you've got best best directing, best lighting, best choreography, and then one of them was the UK's most welcoming theatre, mm, which was very interesting. So um, the three nominees are the New Vic Theatre at Newcastle under Lyme, the Story House in Chester, and the Young Vic in London. So I wonder what makes a theatre the most welcoming? Friendliness, staff. Yeah. yeah, always the staff. Always. Don't forget about the staff. Anyway, good luck to all of the nominees, and we'll obviously hear more um, probably when does that come out? 27th of October. So for our next podcast. Yes. Um, also worth mentioning, actually, we, we, we had a little nod to Amory the Musical there. That's doing a tour at the moment. Actually, Sheena saw that. Our friend Sheena saw that. Did she? Working, and she absolutely loved it. <gasps> really? It is on at the Other Palace soon, so pop onto their website, but uh, tickets are only from 24 quid, so... Worth seeing if you are looking for something different and original. I love that film. Okay, well, take a deep breath. That's the news done. Ooh, should we have another drink? Yeah, you take a sip because I will talk about what's currently on just to give you a little roundup of some of the stuff perhaps you should consider seeing right now. So ending this week, you have to run for this one after a four-star reviews are all across the board. uh, Appropriate at the Donmar Warehouse. Uh, running until the 5th of October. The Lafayette family gather at their late father's home in uh, Arkansas to bury the hatchet and prepare the former plantation for its estate sale until, that is, they make a discovery that changes everything. Dun, dun, dun! Uh, A family drama, gripping play about ghosts and the legacies we're left with. Uh, To make it possible for as many people to see their productions, the Donmar are releasing additional tickets from £10 every morning at 10am, Monday to Saturday, for performances seven days later. There's no need to sign up. You just visit the website to book. Finishes on Friday. So get online and see if there are any left now. Uh, Talking of one of the most welcoming theatres, The Young Vic, go and test this out for yourself, is currently playing host to Blood Wedding until the 2nd of November. A Bride Promised, A Blood Vow Broken, The Vengeance of a Village Unleashed. Written in the summer of 1932, Garcia Lorca's original blood wedding foreshadows the violence that would soon both tear his beloved country apart and lead to his own tragic end. In this brand new adaptation set in a rural village of parched mountains and plains, Lorca's meditation on the fate of the individual versus society is conjured into visceral new life. Uh, Some of the reviews, a thing of beauty, says The Guardian, an evening of magical realism that is beautiful but brutal, The Times, and utterly captivating, Farber's production won't disappoint, said Broadway World UK, and you'll be pleased to know, tickets from £10. Mm, Great. Now, a little quick mention here for the Battersea Arts Centre. They have a new conversation starting season. Um, I think you took a look at the website, didn't you? I did. And it began at the weekend. So take a little look because you saw a bit of a bargain there. BAC.org.uk. If you book three or more shows, you save 20%. Very nice indeed. You like Battersea Arts Centre. You like giving them a mention, don't you? I think rightly so. Well, yeah, I think, you know... It all. It, there was a fire there a couple of years ago, and I just think it's a nice little arts venue. Why not? Yeah. Why not? It was on fire. Set it on fire. That's <laughs> a bit yeah. evil. Let's cut that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. The Many Chocolate Factory. You mentioned this uh, production a little earlier on. Is Laura Wade's production um, 
called The Watsons, running until the 16th of November. Now, if you like a little bit of Jane Austen, this is definitely the production to go and see. Um, first of all, though, I should just mention Laura Wade. She is the winner of this year's Olivier Award for Best New Comedy for Home, I'm Darling. You may remember that being mentioned quite a lot last year by us. It is now making its London premiere at the Chocolate Factory after a massive sellout season at the Chichester Festival Theatre last year. So, the story. Emma Watson is 19 and new in town. She's been cut off by her rich aunt and dumped back in the family home. Emma and her sisters must marry fast. If not, they face poverty, spinsterhood, or worse, an eternity with their boorish brother and his awful wife. Luckily, there are plenty of potential suitors to dance with, from flirtatious Tom Musgrave to castle-owning Lord Osborne, who's as awkward as he is rich. So far, so familiar? But there's a problem. Jane Austen didn't finish the story, so who will write Emma's happy ending now? Based on her incomplete novel, this sparklingly witty play looks under the bonnet of Jane Austen and asks, asks what can characters do when their authors abandon them? Well, it's well, under the well. bonnet of Jane Austen. I wonder what they found under there. <coughs> her head. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. It must be good because Laura Wade's been nominated for, a, for an award, yes. so that's my theory. Okay, cool. You don't well care, do you? Not really. Uh, <laughs> Gentlemen Prefer Blondes Union Theatre on now music by Jules Stein from 2nd of October tickets from £15 uh, based on the best selling novel of the same name Gentlemen Prefer Blondes is the delicious story I like that of a platinum crowned gold digger from Little Rock and her escapades to find herself a rich man uh, it's at the Union this November to answer the question do gentlemen really prefer blondes wow a good question isn't it it is I'm gonna say no don't be ridiculous <laughs> so carol churchill plays are having their world premiere at the royal court uh, running until the 12th of october in the jerwood downstairs space um they are entitled glass kill bluebird imp directed by james mcdonald um the four plays have a great cast including the fantastic toby jones he's getting around a bit at the moment yeah, isn't he, he is skipping from one thing to another and they have all had excellent reviews so if you like carol churchill you like toby jones you like the royal court and you like a bit of new play get along to the royal court two ladies at the bridge theater now i was really excited about seeing this um and i was awaiting to book tickets um it follows two women one called helen and one called sophia uh, they are the first ladies of France and America whose husbands clash about an international crisis. Starring Zoe Wanamaker and Zrinka Svitsik. I'm sorry, Zrinka, if I pronounce your surname incorrectly. My apologies. Um, it's running until the 26th of October. Um, I was going to see it, but I shouldn't do this. I read the reviews and they weren't all that good. And then I saw a few clips on Andrew Marr and I was a bit like, oh, that wasn't what I was expecting. Um, what, it wasn't political enough for you? Yeah, I, I thought, I, I I don't know, it looked like it was just set in one area and I don't know, it wasn't what I was looking for. Okay. But that doesn't mean to say you shouldn't go and see it. Yeah, it's, have, it's had average reviews um, and I think there are some ticket offers on the TodayTix uh, website uh, app. Staying with the Bridge Theatre though, it's worth a mention that the Lion, Witch and Wardrobe is opening there on the 9th of November until the 2nd of February. I think there's a little bit of puppetry in that one, but it looks really good. I it like does look really good. For that, yes, actually. yes, yes, yes. Really me colourful too. and lovely. Yeah. Um, well, since we last spoke, this is very exciting. Big the Musical has opened with lots of ticket offers around. It's running till the 2nd of November. 
go, 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 go. Yes. It's, it doesn't star Tom Hanks, sadly, but hey, you can't have everything. No, it doesn't. It, it's not done very well, review-wise. Um, oh. But hey, they're Who reviewers. Who cares? It's big the musical. It is. And again, uh, Today Ticks have some great uh, deals on tickets. Stephen Mangan starring... Is it Mangan or Mangan? Mangan. Mangan. I thought it was Mangan. Stephen Mangan starring in the just opened The Man in the White Suit at the Wyndhams. That's running until the 11th of January. And we have a limited run of The Sun at Duke of York's running until the 2nd of November, which has got amazing reviews um, when it opened at the Kiln Theatre. It's all about a schoolboy suffering with mental health problems and resulting relationships with his family. There we go. Right. Oof. Okay, so that's what's <sighs> on. That's what's on. Now, what are we talking about now? We're talking about what's coming up. What we got to look forward to. So basically, everybody just needs to process what we've just said. Maybe you're on the Today Ticks app at the moment, running through everything that needs to be booked. Now, put that app down, pen at the ready. This is what you're going to book for, for either Christmas or maybe looking into next year as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the Hampstead Theatre is playing host to Jordan Tannehill's Botticelli in the Fire from the 18th of October. Uh, This is about playboy Sandro Botticelli who has it all, talent, fame and good looks, also has the ear and wife of Lorenzo de Medici, as well as the Renaissance's hottest young apprentice, Leonardo. But whilst at work on his breakthrough commission, the birth of Venus, Botticelli's devotion to pleasure and beauty is put to the ultimate test as a plague sweeps through the city uh, and everything else ensues. blah 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 Tickets from £10 for under 30. So if you are young enough to be under 30, go grab yourself £10 tickets. I reckon we could get away with that, you know. <laughs> That's why I keep telling myself. <laughs> just need to like constantly look surprised. It'll be fine. Yeah, is that what you do? <laughs> yeah, it's the feeling of surprise. I just I like open my eye or tie my hair back really wrinkle. tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so currently in its second week of rehearsal, God's Dice is going to be opening at Soho Theatre on the twenty fourth of October. A play about quantum miracles, which has been written by David Bedil and starring Alan Davis of Jonathan Creek and QI fame. Um, it is, tickets are going to be from £12 and when science and religion go head to head in a ferociously funny battle for power, sex, fame and followers. This is definitely one worth going to see, I think. Yes, interesting. Now, transfer of Young Vic's Death of Salesman is opening at the Piccadilly on the 24th of October. That did really well while it was there, hence it's transferred. Uh, so if you want to, if you didn't get a chance to see it, now is the time. Um, and Juliet is soon to open on the 2nd of November at the Shaftesbury. It's a bit of a pop musical, that one. So tons and tons of different pop tunes all mucked in together. Uh, her, I'm hearing some very interesting things about that. It doesn't appeal to me. Mixed things. Yeah, it doesn't. That's not my thing. Uh, <laughs> it's not my thing. Not my thing. And this Lungs. This is, though. This is Lungs with Claire Foy and Matt Smith. Not that far away now, opening at the Old Vic on the 14th of October. And of course, our friend had a very interesting meetup, didn't he, with um, Matt Smith? Oh, yes! In the pub. I'd forgotten about that, yeah. Johnny, if you're listening. Yeah, he had a little chat with Matt Smith. Well, I say little, it sounded like they spent the whole evening together. How did this come about? Did they go to university together or something? No idea. I don't know. I think they just bumped into each other in the pub. And then they and Johnny got was just drunk enough to start talking to yeah. him. And he, you're so lovely, Johnny. Of course you started chatting away of to anybody. And they just, and Matt Smith was like, come on, mate, let's have a chat. Yeah. And of course he said to him, have you ever listened to the stage door? Of course he did. Yeah. And asked him to come on and yeah. he's going to be our next guest. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Well, well that's yeah. what's coming up. That's the things to look forward to for Yeah, you. I think we've covered everything now. What we've come up, what we've, yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, let's. Ta- uh, why don't we take a little look at what we've seen? Um, what have you seen? <laughs> okay, I've seen one thing. Okay, I'm not ashamed of it. In fact, I really enjoyed it. But it's only one thing. I went to the cinema. Wait for it. And I got tickets for the NT Live. You know, when they film a theatrical production and then it's um, broadcast into the cinemas. And it was for Fleabag. Brilliant. It was very good. I obviously did try and get live actual theatre tickets for Fleabag. You know, went online when the tickets came out because I love the TV programme. Went into the draw. No, none of that ever happened. Never mind. So this was the next best thing. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed it. For whatever reason, I didn't... I went in there thinking maybe it was going to be new work, but then very quickly I realised, no, this is just the monologue that was the creation of the TV series. Right. So <clears throat> a lot of what you've heard already, or what you'd heard from the TV series if you've seen that, is what you then witnessed on stage with Phoebe Waller-Bridge performing it. So it's the, basically the original, what made it happen up in Edinburgh, then translated onto television now. It's come back again for the very last time. Just her on stage? Just her on stage. She literally okay. just sits, spotlight around her, sits on a kind of high stool... And she, you know, basically interacts with the audience, but also does that, you know, looking to the audience and then she will look to whoever her invisible character is. Mm. A few sound effects coming in as if there are other characters there at intermittent moments, but it's a, it's a 90 minute monologue, basically. Mm. Very interesting. Um, yes, as I say, you kind of heard some of the story already because most of it was the first series. And right. then I, what I found interesting was what just had translated from this 90 minute monologue into an entire six week TV series mm-hmm. and how that obviously they just pulled the characters and made them who they were. I know I love that process. I think that's really interesting. Um, she was really good. Great to see her on stage. Um, my friend wasn't quite. She really enjoyed it, but she wasn't quite so enamoured. Some of it she felt maybe it was a bit too much because there were points where I think if you think about it from the perspective of having never seen the television program and you know how she's just sex obsessed and quite yeah. filthy at points. Yeah. If you'd seen that on stage. And a woman three years ago sitting on stage and saying and doing some of the things that she did, talking about assholes and taking pictures of her vagina and all of that kind of thing, then I can imagine it would have been really possibly quite controversial. Mm. And at points you were a bit like, oh, it's a bit too much. But um, having seen the television series, you kind of knew what was coming. Okay. Anyway, very enjoyable. I really liked Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I thought she was just great and it was really good to see her kind of in the flesh. Um. And yeah, I mean, even if her performance wasn't, well, it's just the monologue. The writing, she's just a brilliant writer, isn't she? Anyway, she's brilliant. she's hot stuff now, isn't she? She is, what with Bond and obviously Killing Eve and And the original Killing Eve. Winning her Emmy. Uh, Yeah, all of her Emmys and everything. But yeah, she's a a very talented lady. Very talented. Yes. So yes, I really enjoyed it is the answer to that. Yes. Good. Well, I'm going to pick up my drink. You so... pick up a drink, and do you, do you just want to go outside for a bit while I Shall just I? talk about Should it? I go and have some dinner. Yeah, go and have do your day's dinner work. And come back again. So, <laughs> <clears throat> what have well, you seen, this Robert? Is, this is only because it's been such a long time since the last one, and only because. And you were about to piss off to Broadway when we last spoke. That's true, and only because uh, we're members at um, the National, so therefore, obviously, we are. We see whatever comes up there. Anyway, so what have I seen? Very Expensive Poison, which is on at the Old Vic until October the 5th. Uh, interesting. Like? Yep. Uh, interesting story. Didn't really quite fall in love with how it was told. Some of it was 
really funny and then some of it is obviously very tragic so it's like a bit of a mm. roller coaster it was done in a satirical way sort of oh okay um so no it was good i enjoyed it but was a bit confused did it answer any questions <clears throat> um no but it did tell us that a fish restaurant we went to the other day was where they attempted to poison alexander litmanenko that's nice so there we go i learned something Falsettos at the Other Palace, saw that, runs until the 23rd of November. Created under the spectre of the AIDS crisis, a musical about family dynamics following a gay man, Marvin, his wife, lover and son. Uh, I didn't enjoy this very much. The husband did. Um, Why? It doesn't uh, appeal to me. Some some of it I found a bit offensive, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I found a little bit offensive. Some of the Jewish jokes and comments. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Close to the nail. Is that the, is that a saying? Close to the close to the bone. The bone. But yeah, um, I was a bit bored. It's very long. It's a very very long show. Okay. So they could have cut it down. Uh, good performances though. Faith, Hope, and Charity at the National. That's running until the twelfth of October. It's the third of Alexander Zeldin's new trilogy of plays. Um, it comes after Beyond Caring and Love. This was brilliant. Uh, really enjoyed that. Great play. Very affecting. Uh, Master Harold and the Boys at the National. This was great. Saw this the other night. This is running until the 17th of December. Set in the 1950 apartheid South Africa about tea room employees, Sam and Willie, and the relationship with the boss's son. Uh, This is the sort of play you come away from and think about for ages. Really, really good. And if I'm going to recommend anything to you at the moment to see in the West End, it would be Hansard. Is it? Does that look good? It It does that look good. Is that good? it, It is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's running until the 25th of November. Um, it's set in 1988 around a Tory politician and his wife. He comes home from work. She's got a hangover. And after some gentle ribbing between the two of them, things turn into something a lot deeper. Uh, I'm not going to give you any more than that because it will ruin what, what happens. But brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Is it um, because you enjoy politics or has it um, actually got nothing really to do with that? There are a few little... Yeah, obviously you... There are nods to what's going on in, mm. the poli- in politics in the 80s. And actually, a lot of the themes ring very true now, ironically. Okay. So there are a lot of knowing laughs and nods and all the rest of it. Uh, because she's obviously a, a lefty and he's a righty. And so. And it's Lindsay Duncan and Alex Jennings, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. And they were brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant. So it was a standing ovation for them. And yeah, it was a great, great, great play. And I'm just going to plug one quick thing. Go just on. Only to do with that. Is that... When I saw Fleabag, that was the first time I'd ever bought tickets for NT Live. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to know about this. Go yeah. On. Sorry. I didn't mention it earlier. But Hansard and also, oh, what was the play? Present Laughter. And one other, which I can't remember, was being advertised as the next NT Live productions. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, you just buy a ticket. I mean, the tickets were a bit more expensive than you go to the cinema. Mine was 20, £22 for a normal seat. £20 for a normal seat. And the only thing I'd say is, I mean... I did, it was empty, the cinema was practically empty, there was only about 10 of us in there. And I actually think it is a really good way to experience theatre if you can't come up to, if you can't come up to London or the tickets are too expensive Mm. or whatever. I think it's an excellent way of doing things. The only thing I would say, and I just want to go and get them a production manager's job at NT Live, they had so much, the advertising beforehand was oh, really? was one thing. Yeah, it was like 20 minutes, so it was one thing. Right. It was interesting <clears> to see how it's all done, so taking the seats out of the theatre and how the production goes in. Great, that's 
interests me good next thing was then obviously advertising the new performances on the nt live great but then you have a presenter we had lauren laverne come in presenting that even show evening show then says exactly the same thing all over again and you're just sitting there going really i have to listen to her saying Mm. the same thing i've just heard and seen anyway overall i would say yeah i mean it's still 20 quid so you could get theater tickets for less than that but you do have probably a better view than you'd have in a theater yeah um, I think it's worthwhile just trying out and if it's not your cup of tea, but I would definitely go back and do it again. And if you've said this is good, that might be the way that I'd go and do it. Yeah. <clears throat> and just turn up 20 minutes late. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Miss it yeah. <clears throat> and did people clap? That's what I always wonder. No, but there's only, there's only 10 of us in the... So you didn't just go... No. You could hear everyone else clapping. So it was like you were in the audience, but right. no, I just went... <clears throat> <laughs> I was still annoyed that somebody had taken our seats, but that's not the point. That's a story for another day, or maybe later on. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, what else have you seen, please? That's your West End. Well, that's the whole of the West End done now. We can wave goodbye to the West End for this podcast. We are done and dusted with that, but I thought, just because we always do, and because I went, it's worth talking about Broadway. A little bit of news for you. Following a national tour in America, The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, is opening at the Long Acre on October the 16th after beginning performances uh, from September the 20th. It's scheduled to play a limited engagement there through to January the 5th. I would imagine it's an effect-laden spectacle um, if you're into your Percy Jackson stuff. Uh, I would recommend you go and see it and if you are lucky enough to be in Broadway, I suppose. Um, (laughs) Elsewhere there, The Inheritance has just opened. Previews are now underway with some of the original West End cast members on stage. That will do really well over there yeah because obviously it's set uh in new york as well so good luck to all involved there so what did i see when i was over there loads loads king kong Mm. saw the last performance of that that was jaw dropping was it good yeah okay because i have this yeah i have a very vivid memory of us discussing this when it was just about to come out we were a bit like oh god it could be awful but it was good it didn't do very well critically which is why it ended so soon okay um it wasn't really a musical actually it was more of a play with a bit of music added and it was more the spectacle of the puppetry which was incredible okay and they had a huge video screen at the back so when king kong was running the background sort of timed all timed it looked like you're in a movie basically oh clever there were over 20 people that control this thing it was amazing wow it was absolutely amazing uh beetlejuice the musical which is very funny it's exactly as you would expect it to be some great performances tootsie the musical (gasps) yes was hilarious good yeah really really good uh betrayal i have a funny story about i'm not sure whether i yeah sod it i'll tell you so (laughs) obviously went there with the husband he fell asleep. Oh no! Really? You saw this in the West End. Yeah, didn't you? I did. Yeah. With the same actors. With the same actors. Yeah, same yeah. Cast, yeah. He fell asleep. James. Yeah. Why? The lights went down, and I think it had a little bit too much to drink. And you know how quiet it is. The yeah, pin- I mean, you've got to concentrate on what's going on, and yeah. the moment you kind of miss anything, <laughs> yeah. you just go, "I can't be bothered." Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, but I, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was good. But the highlight for me was Moulin Rouge. Of course, that looked amazing. It was. It was just an assault on the senses. Um, up-to-date musical mashups, And I would just recommend you download the, the West End, uh, the, the Broadway cast album now because it's brilliant. And it, it will come here. 
I don't know the full details, but it's bound to come here. Oh, exciting. Um, and if I if I were to see any of them again, it would be that one. However, I couldn't afford it because if you just walk in off the street, right, and you want to buy a ticket, if there yeah. are any available, because it's like the hottest ticket out there, uh, top price tickets, $500. It's a bit like Hamilton when that first came out. It was ridiculous. I can't, that's not, I'm not being rude, but it's not worth it. No, it's not worth it. I mean, it. unless no, you, not yeah. Great show, but not average worth Average show won't go money. and see it. No. But anyway. At some point that'll come down. Maybe that, you know, we can all go and see Hamilton once Moulin Rouge come over here because <laughs> those tickets be, will yeah, drop. Yeah. That'll be more affordable. <laughs> uh, so there we go. And, you know, out of those, as I say, I think Moulin Rouge will come here. Beetlejuice, probably. Tootsie, I would say so. Betrayal's been here already. King Kong is dead. I think it goes to China or something like that. Okay. Where it will do quite well. So that's that's Broadway, but elsewhere in that beautiful country of America, what else is going on, Al? There's lots of exciting things happening, but the one I'm going to tell you about Go on. is there is a new musical adaptation by Mr. Elton John, or Sir Elton John, sorry, um, of The Devil Wears Prada, which will be playing a pre-Broadway engagement in Chicago from July next year. Now, of course, this musical is based on the Lauren Weisberger's 2003 novel and the 2006 film, which starred Meryl Streep and Anne Hathaway. And Elton John commented, reimagining The Devil Wears Prada for musical theatre was super exciting. I'm a huge fan of both the book and the feature film and a huge aficionado of the fashion world. I can't wait to sink my musical teeth into this hunk of popular culture. Casting and dates for a Broadway run are yet to be announced, but it has been directed by Tony Award winner Anna D. Shapiro, and it will run from the 14th of July to 16th of August. So there we go. That is exciting. Now that is, that's bound to do well, right? Well, I would have thought so, but I'm just thinking about this. Uh, Meryl Streep's character, I can't remember what her name was, but I know she was meant to be Anna Wintour from Vogue. Mm. I can't imagine her busting out any numbers and then being taken seriously. That's a really good thought process. I hadn't, yeah, hadn't considered that. I don't know whether that's the right... Hmm. Anyway. If anyone can do it, Elton John can do it. He'll probably That's true. bash the music out for that in like one evening or something, won't he? <laughs> the bitch, the bitch. What's that song? The bitch is back. <laughs> Very good. Thank Once you. again, your singing is just top class. <laughs> Don't take the piss. I'm not. You are. I never do. Never. Well, that is it. Blimey, that was a oh, bit of a... Yeah, I'm a bit hot and sweaty now. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening if you made it this far. <laughs> um, don't forget you can always email us should you wish the stage door with Robin Al at gmail.com uh, you can catch us on Instagram the stage door w1 yes and Twitter and Facebook I think no we haven't got Facebook no. I haven't started that I don't like Facebook I don't like Facebook Facebook's gone isn't it isn't that out is it probably it's in the world I mean not with it, not in our generation but people much younger than us yeah probably yeah Anyway, get in touch. Come and see us. Come and speak to us. We'll give you, we'll give you a prep coffee and maybe a cookie if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Don't push your luck. Anyway, have a lovely... Uh, when are we going to be back? Who knows? Who knows? Probably in about a month to six weeks after Rod's been on another holiday. Are you yeah. going to see any shows when you're on holiday? No. Are you sure? Yeah, no no, no shows on where we're going. Okay, no, no problem. We're going to be more chill. Ha <laughs> ha! Ba-bum! Uh, okay, have right. a lovely time. Have, thank you very much. You too. See you soon. Bye. Bye.